0: Hi guys, and welcome to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. I want to once again thank you to everyone who has listened and subscribed to my podcast. Please comment if there are any suggestions that you may have. You can email me at mystery underscore comedy radio. 1942 at yahoo.com if you have any suggestions on shows that you would like to hear. Please welcome to the show writer, actor, producer, singer, comedian, and dancer Mr. Bob Hope. Mr. Bob Hope started his career in 1938 appearing On the pepsnit show and it lasted until 1948. Mr. Bob Hope also appeared in many different movies. He appeared with Miss Dorothy L'Amour and Mr. Ben Crosby in The Road 2 which is a comedy and musical film series. Mr. Bob Hope also appeared in The Pale pale Face Man and The Cat and the Canary. Mr. Bob Hope also went on to star and guest star on a variety of different shows. He appeared on the Golden Girls in 1993, Mr. Bob Hope went on also to become a decorated member of the Armed Forces in 2003, right before Mr. Bob Hope passed away. He also was an Academy Award winner and Academy Award nominee. I hope you guys will enjoy Mr. Bob Hope and the Pepsodent show for tonight's program. Please comment and subscribe, guys. Enjoy the show. Thanks.
1: New Swan Show with our great singing star Doris Day. Well, I
2: Swan.
1: A new singing favorite, Bill Farrow. That's me. Our guest, Jack Benny, Irene Ryan, the four hits and a miss, the new Les Brown
3: Band. We use Swan exclusively. How
1: about you?
4: Yes. How about you? Well, me? My name is Robert Hopalong Hope. <laughs>
1: And now, Bob Hope's Swan's Eye, View of the News. Princeton, New Jersey, hurried conferences and frantic alibis were the order of the day here as the nation's poll takers sought to explain their disastrous error in predicting the results of last week's election. Dr. Gallup was
4: amazed at the outcome, but he wouldn't admit he was wrong. Last night he was still peeking into the White House window and singing, Maybe You'll Be There. (laughs) He was really unhappy. When he saw the election returns, he exclaimed, It's the last time I take a house to house survey. From now on, I'm going to ask people. (laughs) I called up Elmer Roper and said, How can your predictions be so wrong? He said, You see, we mathematicians make a prodigious effort to ascertain by statistical and prognostication and political prestidigitation the approximate parallelisms. I said, What does that mean? He said, Where can I get a job? Tuesday night, Drew Pearson said over the radio, I predict Dewey will be elected by ten thirty. At eleven o'clock he said, I predict Dewey. At twelve he said, I predict. The next morning he said,
1: I yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> New York, New York. Phone company executives announced here today that telephones for automobiles were at long last, ready and available for Mr. Average Motorist.
4: I had a phone put in my car last week, but the wires must be crossed. Every time I step on the starter, the spark plugs give a busy signal and the receiver squirts a quart of hot oil in my ear. (laughs) But they're a big help to the motorists. If a guy's speeding, he can look in the rear-vision mirror, see a cop trailing him, call his lawyer, and the three of them can meet at the next intersection. (laughs) But think what it'll be like later on when cars have telephones and television, too. A guy's driving along, his wife calls up and says, Honey... Bring home a head of lettuce, some
1: carrots, a cucumber, and get that tomato out of your car. Washington, D.C. The greatest ovation in the history of the nation's capital greeted President Truman as a crowd of 750,000 cheered his triumphant return to the White House.
4: Yes, sir, it was at a reception. From every window, they were throwing confetti and old cabinet members. <laughs> And the world and the world will long remember President Truman's historic words when he returned to the White House. He said, it's okay, Bess, you can send the laundry out now. <laughs> when Harry got back to the White House, he started hanging up his coat. Governor Warren stuck his head out of the closet and said, I'll be out of your way as soon as I pack up my oranges. <laughs> The Democrats did so well in that election, they're even coming out with new products named after the president. They got a new thing now called the Harry Truman Popsicle. It's a frozen Republican on a stick. (laughs) And with the election coming out the way it did, a lot of people had to change their plans. Now Margaret Truman has to go back to the White House, and she had it all set to be the fourth Andrews sister. (laughs) The three candidates have really changed their tune since the election. Truman's changed from Missouri waltz to its magic. (laughs) Dewey's humming Say It Isn't So, and Wallace is singing On a Slow Boat to China.
1: only eight more days of the Swan 1949 Mercury Contest. Only eight more days to win a brand new 1949 Mercury automobile. Right now, here are more winners in the daily Mercury Contest. October 19th, Mrs. Don Andrews of Portsmouth, Virginia. A new 1949 Mercury. October 20th, Mrs. B.V. Painter of San Diego, California. A new 1949 Mercury. October 21st, Mrs. Arlene Brewster of Topeka, Kansas. A new 1949 Mercury. October 22nd, duplicate winners, Mr. Fred S. Balsinger of Denver, Colorado, and Mrs. E.P. Williamson of Honolulu. Each win a new 1949 Mercury. October 25th, Mrs. Alvin M. David, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A new 1949 Mercury. Congratulations, winners and... And remember, folks, there are only eight more days to enter. Lever Brothers is giving away a Mercury a Day every day until November 19th. That's right, a Mercury a Day plus $1,000 in cash awards daily. There's a new contest every day except Saturday and Sunday, and you can enter as often as you please. All residents of the continental United States, including Alaska and Hawaii, are eligible. Just be sure to follow the complete rules printed on free entry blanks at your store. And be sure to include your storekeeper's name. Here's all you do. Finish the following statement, I like swan soap because in 25 words or less. Then send a swan soap wrapper together with your name and address to Lever's Mercury A Day Contest, Post Office Box 3, New York 8, New York. Well, I swan.
5: A Mercury A Day.
2: That's right.
4: Gee whiz.
1: Bye, (laughs) Cracky.
4: Here's the gal who was selected as the Orchid Queen of the National Flower Festival, our singing orchid, Miss Doris Day.
5: Every day I love you just a little bit more Just a little bit more A little bit more Every day I want you just a little bit more the day before, you'll never guess how deep my love is. Not even in your wildest dreams. But just so you get it clear, compared to my love, my dear, the Mississippi River. Just a street. Every day I love you just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. A little bit more. Every day I want you just a little bit more than I did the day before. Than I did then I did The day The day
4: Thank you, Doris Day. That was great. Next week, Morton Downey, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you probably read in the papers last week that while making a picture at Paramount, Bob Hope tripped and tore a muscle in his right leg. Now let's look behind the scenes and see how an accident like this affects the motion picture industry. We take you to the production offices at Paramount, where the heads of the studio, Henry Geeksberg and Y. Free Frankman, are talking. Say,
3: Y. F. Yes, H. G. I've been thinking. We've got a lot of money tied up in that character, Bob Hope. And if his leg doesn't get any better, he may never be in another Paramount picture. How could a thing like that happen to us? Oh, I don't know. Just lucky, I
2: guess.
3: (laughs) But Y.F., what'll we do about Hope? His leg may be broken. Yeah. Too bad he ain't triggered. We could shoot him. (laughs) You know how this accident happened, don't you, Y.F.? Hope was doing that boat scene, and as he tried to get on board, he slipped and fell because somebody had put grease all over the gangplank. You know, it looks like someone is out to get him. Yeah. Now, remember, H.G., if there's an investigation, we're in this thing together. (laughs) Well, it seemed like the easy way. <clears throat> and while we're on the subject, YF, we've got to get rid of a lot of the actors over here. They're getting too old. Yeah, how about that Crosby? Remember when we thought we had mice in the studio? We spent $5,000 to get rid of the mice and then found out it was Crosby's joints that were doing the squeaking. <laughs> you know, YF, I think Bing is about the same age as Hope. Yeah, I know it. If we put them in another road picture, the road's got to be downhill. (laughs) By the way, where's Hope now? He's over in his dressing room, resting.
2: Oh.
4: Oh, Doris, this pain is awful.
2: Oh, is it
5: really that bad, Bob? Let me look at your leg. Oh, my gosh, it's all twisted out of shape, isn't it?
4: That's the wrong leg.
5: Oh, gee, Bob, I hate to see you in such misery. Does it hurt much?
4: Well, I don't care about that. I just wish it had been my other knee. Why? Well, the knee I hurt is the one with the dimple in it. (laughs) Now, I'll never be able to wear my pedal pushers with a split up the side.
5: (laughs) understand how a thing like this could happen to you. You're so strong and husky.
4: Am I?
2: Yeah,
5: and and so loaded with vitality. Honest? Sure. Why I always think of you as being a real he-man. You do? Yes.
4: I have so much more than Gregory. Why should I fight it? (laughs) Say, it was sure nice of you to drop in, though, Doris. I want to...
6: Hello, Mr. Holt.
4: Oh, hello, Miss Ryan.
6: Hello, Miss Ryan. How do you feel today? Well, you know me. I always try to keep my chin up, even though my arches are falling. (laughs) I heard about what happened to Mr. Holt, and I thought I'd come over and cheer him up.
4: Oh, thanks. You see, I hurt my leg, and I can't move it. It's nothing to worry about.
6: Oh, I don't know about that. My Uncle Julius had the same thing once in his shoulders, and he couldn't move his arms. The doctor made him leave them in one position. Oh, that must have been terrible. Well, it worked out all right. When he died two days later, his arms were already folded on his chest.
4: (laughs) That's nice. Portia faces life. This gal backs into it.
5: (laughs) Bob, Bob, you should listen to Miss Ryan. She can help you. She's been through a lot of these things, you know.
6: Oh, yes. I've never really been all... well, all my life. (laughs) That is all of it, you know. (laughs) And recently, Mr. Hope, it's been much worse. Yesterday, I thought I was losing my mind. All day long, I kept hearing voices in my head.
4: You were hearing voices in your head?
6: Yes, but I found out what it was. The battery in my hearing aid was low, and I was still getting the election return. (laughs)
4: Well, don't worry. Hoover made it, you know. But it was nice of you to drop in, Miss Ryan.
6: Well, I do hope you get better. Oh, that reminds me, before I go, I wanted to show you a picture of my Uncle Julius, the one who died.
4: Well, what do I want to see a picture of him for?
6: Well, you might get worse. And if you don't pull through, it'll be nice if you know somebody when you get there. (laughs) Keep your chin up now.
2: Bye. (laughs)
4: If she ever gets married, she'll spend her honeymoon in the window of the Rexall drugstore.
5: Well, I have to be running along, too, Bob. I promised High Averbach I'd meet him. He's making a screen test over here.
4: Averbach is making a screen test? You mean they've run out of talent?
5: Well, I think High will do very well in pictures because he just has... Oh, hello,
1: everybody. Hello, Doris.
5: Oh, hello, High. Are you all ready for your screen test?
1: Yes, Doris. I just came from the makeup department. They didn't get your ears on straight. (laughs) At least my lobes are on the bottom. (laughs) Now, Doris, uh, how about running through the screen test with me like you promised?
5: Okay, I have me the script.
1: Now, the scene we're doing takes place in a New York penthouse. We're social leaders and we're married, but we're splitting up. Now, you have the first line, and I want you to pay close attention to my diction.
5: Montgomery, I'm afraid that you and I are through. It's regrettable, but we can't go on.
1: Yes, Alice, I'm so sorry that we must split... But I'm afraid we must go our separate ways. Don't you think
4: you're carrying too many pounds of pressure there? Lobes on upside down. Okay, it's all right.
2: Well, Montgomery,
5: if we're parting... Well, Montgomery, (laughs) if we're parting, I insist that you give me the house. You may have the house. And I want the Cadillac and the two Mercury. They're
1: yours, but there's one thing you may not have.
5: If you're speaking of the children, I want them. You may have
1: the children, my riches, and my home, but I insist that you leave one thing. What? That cake of swan soap in the kitchen.
4: (laughs) Jimmy Fiddler will give this picture four bubbles.
1: (laughs) Yes, Alice. Alice, take everything, but please, please don't take that swan. Swan is the newer, better white floating soap. Swan never crumples like our dream castles did. No, sir, you can use swan right down to the last smooth sliver. And why? Because swan is made by a modern, patented process that no other soap can use. A process that makes swan better for dishes and hands. Swan is as mild as the finest castile. It protects your hands, keeps them soft and smooth.
4: He's right. My hands are so soft, when when I want to point at anybody, I have to starch one finger.
2: (laughs)
1: Oh, Alice. Alice, I can't leave you. Just think, a cake of swan brought us together again. I still love you.
5: And I love you.
1: I love you, Alice.
5: Oh, I love you, Monty.
4: I'm engaged to the Lever Brothers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for your hands, your bath, and for baby's bath, swan is the best soap afloat. Well, I swan. Me too. Yes, sir. Bye, (laughs) Cracky.
4: Here's our junior crooner we borrowed from the Oasis this week. The 19-year-old Bill Farrell, ladies
7: and gentlemen. There is no verse to this song Cause I don't want to wait a moment too long To say that I'd love to get you On a boat to China All to myself Alone
2: Get
7: you and keep you In my arms evermore Leave all your lovers Weeping on the faraway shore Out on the briny With the moon Big and shiny merely your heart of stone.
2: Yes, I want to
7: get you on a slow boat to China, all to myself,
2: oh no.
7: myself on a real slow boat on a real slow boat on a slow 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 boat to China
4: that's my son from Cleveland Billy Farrell thank you very much Singing slow boat to China. Now tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to present a very different kind of a a thing here. We have a thing here. Musicians, please, no tuning while the star is on, please. Now, as I was saying, please, please. Hey, you, hey Evelyn, stop with that magic violin. I resent that. (laughs) Well, Jack Benny, ladies and
2: gentlemen. (laughs)
4: Jack, what are you doing here?
3: Some surprise. (laughs) We rehearsed nine weeks already. (laughs) Bob, look, I heard
4: about your leg, and I thought I'd pay you a visit. Well, that's swell of you, Jack, but how come you're sitting in with Les Brown's orchestra?
3: Well, just once I wanted to play in a band and not worry about the leader's breath taking the varnish off my violin.
2: (laughs)
4: Well, you don't have to worry about Les. Les hasn't been high since Petrillo picked him up to burp him. But look, (laughs) it was awfully nice of you to drop in to see me, Jack.
3: Well, I was sorry to hear about your accident, Bob.
4: Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable, but the worst of it is, whenever I hobble down the street, people keep throwing money in my hat. (laughs) They do?
3: (laughs) Gosh, how embarrassing. That's terrible. That must be awful. Bob... How much do you average a block?
4: <laughs> oh, it varies, but take my advice, Jack. Stay away from Beverly Hills. Nothing but Dewey buttons. <laughs> but I can't get over how nice it is of you to drop in on me,
3: Jack. Well, Bob, that's the way it is with us troopers. You know, we show people have to stick together in these times of trouble. Why, as soon as I heard of your accident, I rushed right over here to be the first one at your side.
4: Jack, you came over just to help me...
3: Well, yes, yes. Of course, if you buy the insurance policy I have in mind, it helps me a little, too. Jack, why are you
4: selling insurance? Well, you see, it's a little early to start unloading my line of Christmas cards. (laughs) Well, Jack, I don't get this. You're a wealthy man. You're worth millions of dollars. Whoops. (laughs) Selling insurance, huh? Well if you got a sample policy you can show me there in your portfolio.
2: <laughs> Jack,
4: did you hear that? No, no, I didn't hear anything. You sure you didn't hear that echo? No, kid, this is your show. <laughs> Well, look, Jack, let's face it. This is ridiculous. You don't have to sell insurance. You're a star. They write about you in the Saturday Evening Post. You're one of the outstanding comedians in show business. One of them. <laughs> you don't mind me throwing that no, in there, do you? No, no, no. no, this is still your show.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, no, but you're really great, Jack. People stay at home on Sundays just to listen to your radio show.
3: I have so much more than Fred Allen. Why should I fight? LAUGHTER
4: Say, wait a minute. That's my gag. I'll trade you for the yodel.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> What'll my sponsor say? Well, I swan. Me,
3: too. Yes, sir. Bye, Cracky. That's right. Wait a minute. Gee wins. My goodness. Of course. And how? Wait a minute. I'll say. Sorry, I'll... You bet. Who, oh, huh? Wait a minute. Yes, sir. Bye, Cracky. Wait a
5: minute.
4: Easy, Jackie. Either we peddle the stuff this way or I have to put on a pair of water wings and sell it bathtub to bathtub.
1: My next line is a humdinger. (laughs) Bathtub
4: to bathtub, huh? I have trouble with my sponsor, too. That's
3: a dandy line. Thanks, Bob. (laughs) I rehearsed four weeks for that
2: line.
4: Well, we were going to give you something you could get your teeth into, but we... We weren't sure you'd have them with you tonight.
8: (laughs) You wouldn't dare say that if you were still with Pepsodon,
2: brother. New power?
4: Let's get back to this stuff, huh? We'll never get through with this tonight. Look at it. You know, Bob, you know who has Stand the by, sweetest... by, You know who has the sweetest... Page 15. You know who has the sweetest... <laughs> I'm not sure... You to... know who has the sweetest... never get off. Wait you a minute. You know who has...
2: <laughs>
4: I want to play the violin! Yes, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we still on? <laughs> You know okay. who has the sweetest racket radio, don't you? The disc jockeys. Disc jockeys. You mean one of those guys who says, this next record is sponsored by the Happy Hunting Ground Funeral Home and now the orchestra plays, he's a real gone guy. <laughs> we haven't got time to wait See, for why that. don't we try... <laughs> Please, your laughs, not mine. Please. Say, why don't we try our hand at being disc jockey, Jack? All we have to do is make the rounds of the music shops and pick up a couple of hundred records.
1: Well, I don't know.
4: For free. Shoot the wax to me, Max. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be great as a team of disc jockeys. As they say in radio, I can just hear it now.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to station SLOV, the biggest on the coast. (laughs) And now, and now we present Jazzy Jack Benny and Bebop Bob in their original radio record show, Make Believe Washroom.
4: Hiya, gang. Hi, right, Dad, this is your old disc jockey, Bebop Bob, with another knocked-out record section. It's all on wax and it's real mad, so you kids who want to get your kicks, lace up your boots and latch on to some of this frantic jive, then we're going to stand swinging your way. Right now, cats, I'd like to turn the mic over to a real hip character, the man who knows all the answers in the world of jazz, that solid jet, my platter partner, Jazzy Jack Benny.
3: Ahem. hotcha, Bodie
2: Solid
4: Jack. Ha, ha, ha. Now, before we spin our next platter for you kids, we'd like to tell you the next minute to half hour our show is sponsored by Dr. Capstaff's weight-reducing plan. We'd like a word with those of you ladies who weigh over 400 pounds. Do <laughs> you have the feeling that you're being followed? <laughs> you are. It's you. <laughs> and you've met over 400 pounds. Do you have large stomachs? When you get your shoes shined, you have to take the boot black's word for it. <laughs> why not try Dr. Capstaff's weight-reducing pill? Yes, to take off those extra pounds, try Dr. Capstaff's method. No diet, no pills, no injections, no exercise. Once a week, Doctor Capstaffs comes to your house and beats you with a rubber hose. <laughs> and now we're going to play our first record, it's a little tune called "I'm Dancing with Tears in My Eyes" because the girl in my arms had onions for dinner. <laughs> it's going to be played by Woody Gribbens, and as you should live so long, if you can find the melody orchestra. <laughs> Hit it, Woody. <laughs> Ah, uh, thanks, Woody. That was great.
3: Look, B-Bob, a bunch of new releases just arrived.
4: Gee, there's some interesting titles. Look at this one. You used to be the cream in my coffee, but now you're just grounds for divorce.
8: <laughs> Get a
4: load of this one. If you were the only girl in the world and I was the only boy, I wonder who I'd play handball with at the Y. <laughs> Here's my favorite. Hair, gold, eyes, of blue lips like cherry wine. I never should have stomped on them with my bare feet. Say, suppose we play that one right now. Okay, but first,
3: a word from our sponsor.
4: Yes, this next record is coming to you through the courtesy of Slushies, the only breakfast cereal that's shot out of a water pistol.
3: <laughs> Folks, you'll just love
4: slushies. They don't snap, crackle, and pop like other breakfast cereals. They just lie there anew. <laughs> Mothers, you would cheer when you see the way your kids dive into a bowl of slushies. They never come up again. <laughs> Listen to what one happy user of slushies has to say.
3: I've been eating slushies for nigh on to 30 years. And I want to tell you something, I'm getting mighty tired.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Spoon of Battle Creek, Michigan. <laughs> Say, Jack, what's next on the turntable? Oh, the folks
3: will just love this one.
4: Yes, sir. It's a new release that features a duet by that brilliant young Waukegan violinist, Benny Kabelsky, and that New Cleveland singing discovery, The Velvet Smog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, should we give
3: it a
2: word? Yeah. <laughs>
4: East is east, and west is west, and the wrong one I have chose. I'll let's go where and
3: keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows. Rings and things and buttons and bows.
4: <laughs> Don't bury me in this prairie, take me where the shemen grows. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal by the cut of her clothes And you'll stand out in buttons and bows No oh. oh, practicing on our time, please I love you in that you won't stun, But i love
7: you longer, stronger, where your
4: friends don't go to gun Now's the buckboard bounce and the cactus hurts my tears uh, let's where moose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows And you're all mine in buttons and bows Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. You've been fine. That's fine, Jack. Thank you. Next week, ladies and gentlemen... Jack, wait a minute, Jack. We have next week... It's all over, kids. Pack up. Okay. We have another... Next week, we have Morton Downey, ladies and gentlemen, that coca... Say, okay, Jack, wait a minute. It's all over, Jack. Jack, wait up the list!
2: wait on
4: the list! Thanks for the memory of the vote in forty eight. A chance to demonstrate Whom we endorse to chart the course of our U.S. ship estate Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen We'd like to pay a tribute to that fighting man from Missouri Who stepped into the ring last Tuesday with the odds against him And came out the winner and still champion of the U.S.A., President Harry S. Truman
5: Mirror, mirror on the wall Is my
3: hair fairest of them all
8: It is when you use rave cream shampoo Rave leaves your hair so clean, so soft, so easy to manage. Easy to manage because the pure lanolin in Rave is specially blended with other important ingredients to make hair behave, even on shampoo day. Try Rave Cream Shampoo. R-A-Y-V-E. Rave Cream Shampoo. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
5: Well, I swore.
1: Me too. So do I. How
5: about you?
1: show with our great singing star, Doris Day.
2: Well
1: last fun. Our special guest, Bing Crosby. The four hits and a miss, the new Les Brown Band.
3: We use one exclusively. How about you?
2: Yes,
4: how about you? For well, me, my name is Robert, hair of gold, eyes of blue, and muscles like Arrow Flynn, Hope.
1: And now, Bob Hope's Swan's Eye View of the News.
2: <laughs>
1: Berlin, Germany. The gap in Russian American relations widened here this week when Germans living in the Soviet zone were forbidden to chew gum because it is too American.
4: Berlin is now divided into three zones spearmint, juicy fruit, and stick it behind your ear, Fritz. Here comes the Commissar. <laughs> After the law was passed against gum-chewing, they arrested one German because his jaws were moving. Policeman said, you were either chewing gum, talking, or eating. The man said, I was only breathing. Policeman said, let me see your permit. (laughs) Gee, imagine if they abolished gum-chewing here in America, we'd be in an awful fix. What would hold the theater seats together? (laughs) I owe a lot of wonderful memories to gum-chewing. I used to chew it as a kid, and my girlfriend used to chew it, too. In fact,
1: when we kissed, sometimes it lasted three
4: hours. (laughs)
1: Washington, D.C., Dr. Northern, a nationally famous biochemist, has proved to the Department of Agriculture that the addition of minerals to the soil produces vegetables that are more than five times as rich in vitamin content.
4: They've injected so much iron into the celery, lettuce, and radishes that now if you toss a salad and it misses the bowl, it can break your leg. (laughs) And the latest method is to drop the minerals on the soil from a plane. You have to aim carefully, though. One Pennsylvania farmer missed his field, and a mile away, John L. Lewis came running out of a mine shaft with a geranium popping out of each eyebrow. (laughs) That'd be better on television, wouldn't it? (laughs) All those vitamins in the soil are affecting the earthworms, too. I went fishing and put one on a hook, and the first thing I knew, the worm got a stranglehold on a trout, flipped him up in the bank, yelling, Hey, look at me, I'm Gorgeous
1: George. (laughs) New York, New York. Generals, politicians, entertainers, and secretaries all hit the literary jackpot as this week found their books topping the bestseller lists.
4: Everybody's writing a book about their experiences except Artie Shaw. (laughs) He's still doing research. (laughs) And uh, Drew Pearson tried writing a mystery story, but it didn't work out. He couldn't control himself. In the first paragraph, he predicted who did it. I'm reading a book right now that's very interesting. It's about a traveler who's hiking around the United States. And when he comes to California, he thinks it's so beautiful that he sleeps that night under a rose bush. It's called The Case of the Quick
1: Frozen Tourist. Los Angeles, California, one of the largest crowds in football history, this Saturday jammed the Coliseum to see the University of Southern California score the major football upset of the year by holding Notre Dame to a 14-14 tie.
4: I've never seen such a crowd in the Coliseum. The stands filled at capacity, and some of the fans even more so. (laughs) There were 100,000 people at the game, including me. People were sitting so close together that when I got up, I was wearing a blanket, three fraternity pins, open-toed gold sandals, and a... (laughs) There's more, but if you don't want it, okay.
2: <laughs>
4: Open dog go sandals and a raccoon coat with a student still in it.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, you're so impetuous. <laughs> Boy, that was really a rough game. I never saw two teams knock each other around like that. In one play, a Trojan ran 40 yards for a touchdown, but they called him back. The ball he was carrying had ears on (laughs) it.
1: Polytech University. Professor Capstaff, noted psychiatrist, made the statement that his experiments have proven that inanimate objects can think. Hi. Inanimate objects can think? Well, that's right, Bob. So yesterday, I went to a psychiatrist, and you know what I did? I took a cake of swan soap with me. The first four rows better move back as he warms up. Small bubbles come out of his eyes. <laughs> well, Sir Father, the psychiatrist put that cake of swan on his couch and asked what was troubling him. And that little cake of swan looked up at him and said, Well, nothing's troubling me. I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm the newer, better, white floating soap. I'm wonderful in the bath. I don't leave you with a taut, soapy feeling because I rinse away so completely and leave your skin soft
4: and smooth. I know. I use it on my hands, and they're getting so soft, my fingers look like five peeled bananas.
1: (laughs) And then, Bob, the psychiatrist... The psychiatrist looked at the cake of Swan and said, I think you have a split personality. And the cake of Swan looked back and said, Well, I'm glad I have a split personality. You can use half of me in the kitchen and half in the bath. If you don't buy it this way, folks, he pokes it through your bathroom window on the end of a mop. <laughs> well, Bob, I want everybody to know about Swan because it's made by a modern, patented process that no other soap can use. That's why when you use it anywhere in the household, you'll agree that Swan is better for bath, better for dishes and hands, better for baby. Swan is the best soap afloat. Well, I, Swan. Me, too.
2: Yes, sir. By
1: Cracky. Shall I wrap it up?
4: Here is the cover girl of modern television and radio magazine Miss Doris Day with Les Brown and his band Miss Dave Piaz.
5: My darling, my darling Get used to the name of my darling It's here to stay Till a moment ago We were Mr. and Miss Discussing the weather Avoiding each other's
2: eye
5: Till a moment ago When we happened to kiss And we kissed the Mr. and Miss Goodbye Now
2: at last I can My darling
5: I've wanted to call you my darling For many and many
2: days, My darling
5: My darling I fluttered and fled like a starling My courage just melted away Now all at once you kissed me and there's not a thing I'm saying enough to say except my darling my darling get used to the name of my
1: That was great, Doris.
5: Oh, thanks, Hi, but I'm really surprised I was able to sing at all tonight. I'm so knocked out from Christmas shopping.
1: Oh, yeah, I knew you were helping Bob with his shopping. Tell me, Doris, is Bob spending very much money this Christmas?
5: Well, he said he was going to take it very easy because he lost a lot of money in the market.
1: Oh, oh, did he have some of that amalgamated tin just before it went down?
5: No, he got caught with 52 airmail stamps when they dropped to four cents.
1: (laughs) Well, that shopping tour, uh... That tour must have been some experience.
5: Oh, you said it. I was waiting for him in front of Woolworths. He was ten minutes late, and I was getting very impatient.
4: Gee, I better get going or I'll be late, but this is so interesting. I just can't tear myself away. That girl is so beautiful, and she's looking right at me. She smiled at me, and now she's winking. Gee, she's beautiful.
3: Look, Bud, I don't mind you looking at the television, but keep your clammy nose off my window. (laughs)
4: I didn't have my nose against your window.
3: You did, too. And look at those two spots you made with your eyeballs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Now, take your stool and your little bag of popcorn and go home. <laughs> All right,
4: mister. Well, I'd better get going. Oh. Well, thanks. And you'll tie greetings to you, Jolly St. Nick.
3: Who's Jolly? <laughs> this California sunshine's freezing me to death. <laughs> my feet are killing me, and this morning my unemployment check bounced.
2: <laughs>
3: Gee, are things really that bad? Things are nauseating, boy. They're horrible.
4: Merry
3: Christmas, everybody. Put some money in the pot, boy. <laughs> Well, wait a second, Santa. Who does this money go to? Well, it's for a very good cause. It's for the undernourished and downtrodden Eskimos of Upper Glendale. Now, wait. There aren't any Eskimos in Glendale. Can you prove it? No. Put some money in the pot, boy.
4: Well, I got to meet somebody right away or I'll be in trouble.
3: He's got trouble. Boy, I'm married to the most miserable, mean, and ornery woman that was ever allowed out of the snake pit. She's really bad, huh? Revolting. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> boy, my wife's so homely, she's got a face like a plate of mashed potatoes with a lump still in it.
2: <laughs> Put
3: something in the pot, boy. Okay, here's some loose change. Thanks. You know, I only get 10% of what I take in. Last week, the organization made $20, and all I got was $150. Well, just a second. If you only
4: get 10%, how come they got $20, and you made 150
8: Oh, I don't know.
3: Just lucky, I guess. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry I kept you waiting, Doris, but here I am. Well, that's all right, Bob, but you better give me your Christmas list so that we can get started now. I don't know which present to buy first.
5: Well, you should always buy the first gift for the person you love the best.
4: So, Doris, I've got everything.
5: <laughs> Come on, let's go... Let's go in this department store right here. Huh? Okay. Oh, Bob, about the present you're going to buy for me... Oh, there's a I... friend of mine over there. Hello, Mort. <laughs> Bob, Bob, when you buy a gift for someone, don't you agree that you should buy them something they really want? Oh, naturally. Good. Well, I want either a real emerald and ruby bracelet and a full-length ermine coat trimmed with mink or a platinum diamond wristwatch studded with diamonds. Hello, Mark.
2: <laughs>
5: okay, let's look at your list now. The first name you have is Crosby, and right next to Crosby's name you've written 2 dollars and a quarter. Is that what you're going to spend?
4: That's plenty. Last year, I wanted a motorcycle to ride around Paramount Studios with, and I hinted at the Crosby. I must have told him 50 times that I wanted a motorcycle, and then came Christmas. What did he give you? An oil can and a road map.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, Bob, I have a wonderful idea. You give me your money because I know much more about shopping than you do, and I can save you an awful lot.
4: Okay, here's my wallet.
5: Oh, there's something that would be nice for Bing. A set of match golf clubs. Oh, wait a second. Oh, Clark. Clark, how much are those golf
3: clubs?
5: $190. much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I think they're wonderful. Doris, wait. And how much is that bag that goes with them?
3: Yeah, that's $200. It's
5: just what we want. Doris, wait. We'll take the bags and the clubs. Let's see, that's $390, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's $400, and, and keep the change.
4: Mort, where are you? <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, Bob, let's get going now, because we Wait a second,
4: Doris. I want to ask this floor walker something. Pardon me, mister.
1: Uh, yes, sir. Can I help you?
5: Hey, look. It's high Everback.
4: Yeah, get a load of him in a cutaway coat and striped trousers, wearing a gardenia.
1: All floor walkers wear gardenias. In their hair? Hey, excuse me a second, Bob. Yes, madam, the big spectacle is on the fourth floor. Hi, why do you have to take a part-time job with oh, me excuse a... me, Bob. Yes, miss, the big spectacle is on the fourth floor, and don't forget, tell your friends about it. Oh, what's the big spectacle on the fourth floor? Well, haven't you heard about it, Bob? It's the most beautiful Christmas tree in town. It's 35 feet high, has 1,000 lights, and 1,500 ornaments. Are the ornaments pretty? Oh, Bob, they're beautiful. Each one is a sparkling, dazzling, shining, pure white cake of swan soap. <laughs>
2: Hello,
1: Mark. Yes, Bob, and how those women flock around the tree when they see all that swan. Because they know that pure, gentle swan is better for dishes. Because the faster, harder-working suds rinse away so completely, the dishes never need wiping. Now, you've got to see that tree, Bob. You'll never guess what the ornament is up on the top of it. Oh,
4: yes, I will. Well,
1: what what is it? The Lever Brothers on a stick. (laughs) Well, really, the reason Swan is so popular is because it's made by a modern, patented process no other soap can use. A process that makes Swan as mild as the finest castile. Swan's richer, gentle suds protect your hands and leave them soft and smooth. Now, just imagine any woman on Christmas morning. She wanted a mink jacket, but Santa has brought her something she likes just as well. A lovely cake of Swan. Now, could a woman ask for anything more in her Christmas stocking? Well, it would be nice to find Charles Boyer in there blowing (laughs) bubbles. of housewives agree that for dishes, hands, or the bath, Swan is the best soap afloat.
4: And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man who boiled the hot water when Al Jolson was born, Mr. Bing Crosby, right there.
7: (laughs) A little bird you love me as yes, you love
2: me, and I
7: believe that you do. That little bird also told me I was fallen, you were fallen, fallen for no one but you.
2: There's
7: no use denying I might as well confess See, Of all the girls I know,
2: dear I'm sure I love you best A little bird Told
7: me we'll be happy Gonna be happy And we believe that it's true A pretty cottage, not too far, all fenced in like a movie star. The great Dame Pup, we're gonna call him Ace. Lying there by the fireplace, a goldfish pond and a wishing well. Everything is gonna turn out well. The little bird told us you be happy, and we believe it is true. And now we know that it's true. It
2: just...
3: Thank you very much, and good night, everybody. Good night?
4: Wait a minute, boy. Where are you going?
3: I sang my number. I gave the show a little class.
4: Now I'm off. (laughs) Gave the show a little class? Look, you hopped up Hildegard. (laughs) You'd better stop going to that African barber. He's been shrinking your head again. Flattery will get you nowhere, Saggy. (laughs) Now, uh, come, come. Where's this uh, new show of yours everybody's been talking about? Well, haven't you heard? I'm on for swan this year. They make soap, you know. Yeah? It's too bad it's not something you use. <laughs> Wait. Hey, lump lap, you've got two chins. Would you like to try for one? <laughs> now, let's, let's face it, Nostal king. Before I sang my song, this show was laying a large swan egg. True or false? Get him. Look, Philco Knob, last week... It's a large set. (laughs) You're wearing the cabinet there. Look, last week... Last week, my hand slipped and I happened to tune in your show. Now I know why it's transcribed and you broadcast it later. What do you mean? Gives you time to get out of town and hide before the people hear it. (laughs) To
3: think, when I first met this boy, he had a job blowing out glove compartments at a car wash.
2: (laughs)
4: Steady, Couch Pouch.
2: <laughs>
4: now look, Ratchet Head, if I'm to... In- oh! If I... Wait. Late writing. Wait, wait. Oh, there's some sneaky things going on. <laughs> If I'm going to endure this vilification, I want my money first. Shall I explain vilification before we go on? They'll understand it around Gonzaga, anyway. How about that? He's been on the show for three minutes, and he's worried about the loot. Bing, what are you knocking yourself out for? After all, you know you can't take it, with you? I know,
3: so I'm sending my brother, Everett, on ahead to open up a charge account. (laughs)
4: I'm ready. Bing, there's something that's always bothered me. When you send in your income tax, how do you get that mattress in the mailbox? (laughs) Easy, bog brain. I never have any trouble with my taxes. Why, I'd give President Truman the shirt off my back. I know. I saw pictures. I'm wearing it in Key West.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> What's that you're wearing there? A tamale
4: husk with a belt in the back? <laughs>
2: it's nice
4: of you to slip your coat on for this anyway. <laughs> Think I'm too frisky? Say, don't care for that, huh? I guess not. We'll ignore the next six lines. All right. New kind of radio. Just throw the whole thing away. Hey, look. You better stop being so or I'll tell Abby Rents to stop souping up your wheelchair. Wheelchair?
3: Come, come. That's no way to talk to a man who's just reached 35. You're 35? Mm-hmm. 35 times what? Oh, wait a minute. You're snapping your wig, my boy. If you remember at my last birthday
4: party, I had a cake with only 35 candles on it. Yeah, but at the bottom it said, continued on the next cake. <laughs> but what does age matter? I saw your last picture and I thought you were great. That's
3: a coincidence, so did I.
4: Read that line again. There's a talent scout here tonight from the Wilson Ham Company. <laughs> He's got his stamp, he'll make you great A, I'm sure. <laughs> The stag one, a pink one. You know, we ought to make a picture together again, Bing. I stopped over at your house last night to talk to you about it, but nobody was home. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I must have rung your bell about five times, six times. <laughs> also, so was you up in the window with the hot oil, huh?
3: <laughs> Look,
4: Vigoro Boy, you're just jealous because I made the pale face without you.
3: Me jealous of Bob Hope? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have so much more, more than Hose knows. Why should I fight it?
2: <laughs>
4: Tell me, Bob, why? Oh, you I... to laugh without even reading it. I love that. <laughs> How'd you feel having Jane Russell opposite you instead of me in that picture? How would anyone feel switching to filet mignon after a diet of hogs' livers? <laughs> hold it, swivel snout, hold it. But really, Bing, we always have so much fun making pictures together. People seem to like them. They do well at the box office. How come we haven't worked
3: together lately? Oh, well, I don't know. Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to break to you kid, but on the screen, you sort of cramp my style. What do you mean?
4: Well, for my money, you don't look too good. With your money, nobody has to look too good.
2: <laughs>
4: Excuse me, Bing, I didn't mean to raise my voice. That's all right. You're sure I didn't blow your hearing aid?
2: <laughs> I'm
4: tuned into We the People. <clears throat> I'm on a two-party line. Besides, kid, I like to do a lot of singing in my pictures. And with you around, it's just... Singing? Some... Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say anything, but when you sang your song before, you sounded like Jessica with her net dragging.
3: <laughs> Why don't you give up? Give up? Singing is my life, Robert. It is, huh? Of course, I've been lucky. There's the radio and the records and the jukeboxes, but I dare say I'd have been a singer 200 years ago. Weren't you? <laughs> I ignore that and
4: repeat, Bob, that 200 years ago, I still could have made a living with my pipes. Are you kidding? I suppose composers like Mozart and Beethoven would have been writing songs for you. Not wholly impossible. I can see myself asking Ludwig von Beethoven to knock out a little ditty for me. Almost sounds as if we're going into a sketch. Could be. Already. Ach, I've got to stop those jam sessions with Dizzy Van Gillespie. <laughs> oh,
5: Ludwig. Ludwig. Ja, Mama? I've got a message for you. Mo calls. Mo who? Mozart.
4: <laughs> Mama, have you been spiking the strudel again? <laughs>
5: there's
3: somebody here to see you. A uh, Herr Bengel von Crossbein. Oh, well, send him in. <laughs> Good day, I'm Herr von Krosbein. Who? Herr von Crosbein. The
4: crossbine, I believe, but where the hell?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Say, tell me, is that your nose or are you eating a sausage there?
4: <laughs>
3: what can I do for you? Well, I'm a singer. A broken down
4: schnook like you as a singer? <laughs> Ach du liverwurst, this has given me mine chollies.
3: <laughs> I have you know I'm Bingle von Kroftsbein, the famous singer. For three years I played at Slabsy Fritzi's. <laughs> and I've come all the way from Untertelinden to see you. Jawohl, Ach du lieber und Unterblitzen, du you. Lean back, Dumkopf,
4: you're getting Limburger under microphone.
2: Believe me,
3: that's an improvement.
2: <laughs>
3: Look, Beethoven, i got a deal for you. You're a start. composer, I'm a singer. All right, you let's want try a song a... together. Good, we do that. We
2: try be 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 a song together.
4: Together. You know, Crosby, I dedicated this composition to that wonderful restaurant that used to be on Oberhauser Street.
3: Oh, yeah, you mean that delicatessen place where they had those king's eyes big steaks? Yeah. Heine worked
4: behind the bar And he had a big red nose More would make the Wiener schnitzel und the sour Crowd with the minis in the middle What a wonderful place was Heine's and more <laughs> They never would light out the lights Cause the place would never close
3: And Schultz would play a squeeze box All of it off to leave such a beautiful smoke. You could blow
4: your top in Heine's and more
3: Ah, we was
4: the gay blades in those days, eh, my now? Yeah, I remember we belonged to the William and Pickled Herring and Necking team. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we got around to the Pickled Herring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fracture me, Crossbine.
7: Oh,
3: you stinker, you. Don't care. <laughs> Has your nose always been like that, or did you have that ballpoint put on it there? it? Yeah. <laughs> The free lunch was
4: gorgeous. The beer was always cold, and the dancing with the women,
3: ah, the women. Yeah, your
4: vote, you would, you could.
3: Smell the place for 16
4: blocks. And it wasn't any oars. <laughs> Garlic, cheese, and <laughs>
7: old And pickles mixed with the herring together. And the
4: meatball is just like leather. Chopped up liver and bologna. Pickle takes sweet that war, bony and shalong. So
3: Say, oh, Professor.
4: What is it? Now you heard me sing. How do you like my voice? Please, not while I'm eating. <laughs> let, let go where? place jump and let's all go down to high knees and all. Oh, no. What want to thank Bing Crosby for being with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we're making plans for next Tuesday's show and we'd like your advice. Would you rather have me sing Buttons and Bows, would you rather have Jane Russell? Well, next Tuesday, I'm just kidding. That gal you'd like to see most in her Christmas stockings, my two-gun mate from the Pale Face will be here, Jane Russell. And folks, there are only 15 more shopping days before Christmas, which is still plenty of time to remember the scientists who are looking for a cure for arthritis. If you want to help, write to Arthritis, Box 1200, General Post Office, New York, New York. Millions of people have arthritis. Millions of dollars are needed. So don't forget the address, Arthritis, Box 1200, General Post Office, New York, New York. Thanks, and good night, everybody.
8: It is when you use Rave Cream Shampoo. Rave leaves your hair so clean, so soft, so easy to manage. Easy to manage because the pure lanolin in Rave especially blended with other important ingredients to make hair behave, even on shampoo day. Try Rave Cream Shampoo. R-A-Y-V-E. Rave Cream Shampoo. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
9: Western ranch is just a branch of nowhere junction to me. Gimme the city where livin's pretty and the gals wear finery. Oh East is east and west is west and the wrong un I have chose Let's go where you keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows. Rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie. Take me where the cement throws. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal but a cut of her clothes. And you'll stand out in buttons and bows. I love you in buckskin or skirts that you've homespun, but I love you longer, stronger where your friends don't tote a gun. My bones denounce the bugboard bounce and the cactus hurts my toes. That's bamboo. where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen debt shows. And you're all mine in buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this here prairie. Take me where the cement grows. Let's move down to that big town where they love a girl but a cut of her clothes And you will stand out in buttons and bows Those
5: wide
10: open spaces don't suit me like a roof Oof. I will love you longer, stronger, wear the
9: well, that follows my bones Denounce the buckboard bounce And that cactus hurts my toes Let's vamoose Well, gals keep using Those silks and satins and linen that yours And you're all mine in buttons and bows And another thing Give me eastern trimming where women are women in high silk holes and peekaboo clothes and French perfume that rocks the room and buttons and bows, buttons and bows, buttons and bows, buttons and and bows.
11: Thanks for the memory of rainy afternoons, swingy Harlem tunes, motor trips and burning lips and burning toast and prunes,
10: how lovely it was. Thanks for the memory of candlelight and wine, castles on the Rhine. The Parthenon
11: And moments on the Hudson River line
10: How lovely it was
11: Many's the time that we feasted
10: And many's the time that we fasted
11: Oh, well, it was swell while it lasted We did have fun and no harm done so thanks for the memory Of crap games on the floor
10: Nights in Singapore <laughs> You might have been a headache But you never were a bore
11: I thank you so much thank you.
10: Thanks for the memory Of China's funny walls Transatlantic call
11: that weekend at Niagara when we hardly saw the fall.
10: How lovely that was. Thank you. Thanks for the memory of lunch from 12 to 4. Sunburn at the show. That pair of gay pajamas that you bought and never wore.
11: Say, by the way, what did happen to those pajamas? Huh? letters with sweet little secrets
10: that couldn't be put in a day while
11: Too bad it all had to go haywire That's life, I guess I love Your dress Do you? It's pretty Thanks
10: For the memory Of faults that you forgave Rainbows on a
11: way And stockings in the basin when a fellow needs a shave. I thank you so much.
10: (laughs) Thanks for the memory of gardens at Versailles. And beef and kidney pie. The night you worked and then came home with lipstick on your tie. (laughs)
11: How lovely that was. Huh? For the memory of lingerie with lace.
10: Yes, and Pilsner by the case. (laughs) And how I jumped the day you trumped my one and only ace.
11: How lovely that was.
10: We said goodbye with a highball.
11: Then I got as high as a steeple. Did you? But we were intelligent people.
10: No tears, no fuss. Hooray for us. Strictly entre nous.
11: Darling, how are you? And how are all those little dreams that never did come true? Awfully glad I met you. Cherry on, Toodaloo. Thank you.
0: Well, guys, that does it for Mr. Bob Hope. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and his performance on the podcast for tonight. Please join me next Tuesday as we welcome to the show Miss Agnes Moorhead. You may have heard Miss Agnes Moorhead on my third episode. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend going and checking that out. The title of that show is called The Tale of the Sisters. But join me as we welcome Miss Agnes Moorhead to the show next Tuesday. And then next Friday, please welcome back to the show Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis. In the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma, you can follow me on your favorite podcast platform, such as CastBox, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast, and wherever else you get your podcast. If you've liked the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. Have a great night. Thanks.